Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. So it's almost Christmas time. I'm recording this and we are less than a week away from Christmas. So today's topic, of course, I'm going to tackle a little bit about keeping it simple in the uh, Christmas season, but I just really want to be a voice of calm out there in what may feel overwhelming and chaotic And uh, I just want to talk about that, and it's going to be a brief episode, shorter than usual, because I know this is a busy time, and I just wanted to give you a little boost of encouragement as you approach the Christmas uh, week. Before we start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Apologia is a Christian homeschooling publishing company. They have resources for the homeschooling family or for the Christian family. If you are not a homeschooler, you will still be able to find lots of great resources over there for encouragement and for parenting and for um all sorts of fun things. There's actually a free devotional right now for the Advent season. You can go find that at apologia.com slash Christmas. Check it out. And uh, I know you will love their products. I have used them for over 14 years now, and we have never been disappointed. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about the Christmas season. Like I said, we're in the thick of it. I'm, I'm over here recording with literally scraps of wrapping paper on the floor, and I just was wrapping presents myself because I have the house to myself tonight. Everybody's out of the house for um, a movie night and I'm home alone. So I just wrapped up a bunch of presents and, you know, I was really thinking about this podcast as I was doing that and just thinking, you know, I just want to tell everybody that we can have joy during this Christmas season. This year, I have really listened to some of my own advice that I've I've said other years, I've done podcasts in other years during the Christmas season about keeping it simple. I will link those in the podcast notes as well on the webpage. But, you know, um, I've, I've talked about it before about really, you know, trying to not focus on the consumerism and not to keep it, uh, not to let it get overboard. And you know what? Every year the same thing happens, right? We say we're going to keep it simple. We're not going to go crazy. And then you're in the thick of it and you just feel overwhelmed. And time and again, I'm always reminded how um, Satan wants nothing more for us than at this time to take our eyes off of what this season is about. It's about Jesus. And it's so ironic that our culture has turned it into the exact opposite, really. You know, the consumerism, the... um, the shopping, the money spent, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, just the hustle and the bustle and trying to keep up with everything and the striving and all of that stuff. And it's so contrary to what we really need to be focusing on, the simple message of Jesus coming down to earth as a baby to live as a man and to die as a human on the cross so that we can all go to heaven, 
someday, that whoever believes in him will go to heaven. And it's such a simple truth, and yet we continue to kind of get distracted, kind of, you know, forget that this season is about the joy that entered, you know, God entered into time and space and humanity. God, who is outside of our time and space and realm. Like, I think we often forget that. That God is not equal to us, right? He's not just like our friend out there, this being. And yes, he is our friend. And yes, he is kind and good and a loving father. But he's also majestic and immense and huge. And we can't even wrap our brains about around him. And then he's also without limits. He is not bound by our time. He is not bound by our earth. He is not bound by our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he stepped out of that realm for us, came down as a man um, to live on this wretched earth and to die a death of suffering And it just blows my mind that I would have the opportunity to even know a glimpse of that God through his word, um, through what he teaches me. And we should be celebrating at Christmas that, that gift, that truth. And like I said, Satan wants nothing more than us running around busy, running around distracted. You know, um, we're so busy trying to do all the Christmas stuff, you know, the traditions and, you know, all the little things that we're supposed to do that we're not even really thinking about Jesus. And, you know, it's even for me in our homeschool this month, I declared, you know, we were going to be, we're doing our Bible-based homeschooling and we are going to be doing all this Christmas study and everything. And we have, but we haven't done nearly as much as I thought we would. Um, Just because, you know, there's so many other things going on and it's, there's all good things going on, but I find it kind of ironic that we get distracted from Jesus. And this season should be all about celebrating that a holy God stepped into this world and, you know, really grasping that truth. And it's funny because I was in the midst of all my wrapping paper before and I'm over there out of breath because I'm trying to like (laughs) put all this stuff away in the closet, shoving it all in so no one sees it when they get home. And I like plop down on my bed and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I won't record the podcast today. You know, nobody will miss it this week. And then I'm like, you know what? That's exactly what Satan wants. And then I remembered, what did I talk about last week? If you missed the podcast episode last week, it was all about walking in the spirit and not in the flesh. And I'm like, you know what? My flesh wants to lay down on this bed right now, but my spirit says, get up, record the podcast, and talk about Jesus. And isn't it funny that I recorded that podcast last week, and I've been hit with several things this week where I had to make a choice. Was I going to choose walking in the flesh or walking in the spirit? And it's just so funny how that happens. Um, But yeah, so I was reminded, and I said, you know what? So what if my Karen fleshy nature wants to lay here and, you know, whatever, rest, um, I'm going to get up and I'm going to get on that podcast and I'm going to get it done and I'm going to talk about Jesus and I'm going to encourage people this Christmas season 
kind of like I said last week, you know, choosing this the spirit the spirit over the flesh. And look around you right now. We're lots of fleshy people running around doing fleshy things, and uh, you know, not walking in the spirit. We're feeling like we have to do all the stuff. I was talking to a friend last night. It's so funny um, about Christmas cards. Every year, you know, I've talked about the beautiful thing that we can do with our Christmas cards. Um, and every year we've tried to use them just as an outreach and present the gospel because there's people that will not get, I might not have any contact with other than that Christmas card during the year. Um, but, you know, we've done that in other years. We've also used our Christmas cards to pray for the people that we send cards to. And then when we get cards to pray for the people as they come in. And so, Christmas cards can be a wonderful part of Christmas. So what I'm about to say does not mean it's not like a good idea to send Christmas cards. But I'm going to be honest, this year, I didn't get to Christmas cards. I think it's the first year ever that we did not get to Christmas cards. I just didn't do it. I just didn't do it. And I just let it go. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll send a New Year card. I probably won't because I'm foreseeing that it's going to be busy after Christmas too. Um, but you know what? Maybe this is just the year I don't send them out. And the world won't fall apart. Now, I do like the idea, like I said, of sharing the gospel and of, you know, being able to do that. But, you know, there's other ways that I'm sharing the gospel right now. There's other ways to minister. Um, there's other ways to keep in touch. Maybe I'll just send cards to people throughout the year. That's not a bad idea, right? Just like randomly throughout the year, go through my list and maybe every month send like a couple. Just say, hey, how are you? Just catching up. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I just know that I, I let it go. I did not let it stress me out. You know, we have a new dynamic in the home because Grace is home for Christmas and it's different. It's different than when you had all four, when we had all four kids home all the time. Now she's home and I'm well aware that time is short. She goes back to school on January 1st and she doesn't start classes for like three or two or three weeks in, but no, two weeks in, but she needs to go back early because she's participating in a musical. Um, so she has to go back two weeks early. So that's why she goes back on New Year's Day. So I am well aware that she is home for a short time and that when she goes back her and I discussed this the other day and I was like "Ooh, it just hit me there's not really much time that I'm going to see her next semester she's going um on a on a uh, a tour of Ireland yes she's going to Ireland with her uh singing group and they're doing uh ministry over there and so that's her spring break so I won't see her and there's really no other big breaks during their uh that semester. And so it hit me like, you know, I'm going to make the most of the time I have with with her home and we don't have to do elaborate things. So that's what I wanted to encourage you guys on. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It's about people. It's about Jesus most of all. You know, I told you guys last week in my um, podcast episode that we're reading The Hiding Place. And so today we got, um, if you don't know the story, you can actually listen to the podcast last week. Um, I will link to it uh, in the webpage uh, for this podcast episode in the notes. Um, but look it up. Get the book. It's like a must read. Um, if you don't know the story of Corey Ten Boom during World War II, her family 
uh, was arrested for hiding Jews. They were not only hiding, I think it was 13 Jews in their house. Um, she was the leader, really, of an underground ring throughout all of Harlem where they lived. Um, and, um, you know, they were caught and... The beautiful thing is, I just read, to, well, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want, well, I guess this is a known thing, so I don't want to spoil it. The people that she hid ended up being okay. They were never found. But she and her family and all of the people involved in this operation that was going on all over the city um, were arrested. And so she's a great woman of faith. The story is changing my life. I read the book, or I think I read the book many years ago. I don't, I don't know if it's because I'm reading it out loud to my boys this time, if I'm absorbing it more. I don't know if I skimmed through it last time. I think I skimmed through it more last time as a preview because Grace was reading it, I think, when she was a freshman. And so it did not hit me like it is now, especially reading it out loud. And I'm kind of like, slowing down reading it and just, you know, I, I don't know. Anyway, so uh, today was a hard chapter. I I really was fighting back tears. I couldn't hold them back at one point. Um, we don't understand. This is, this is such a, why I say it's a must read. We don't understand suffering on that level. I mean, I know there are many people that suffer and I'm not I'm not over here to say to compare suffering because any suffering that you are under is suffering, right? Okay, so this is not to say like you don't know suffering or we don't know suffering. I just want to just talk about this level of suffering that's just different from what we will know in modern day America. Being arrested from your home, to having all your freedoms taken, having all of your stuff taken, having everything taken, being put into a six foot long and two foot wide solitary confinement jail cell. Sick as a dog she was at the time when she was arrested with the flu. Stuck in solitary confinement. Not seeing any color. Like, I can't even fathom this. She said, just not seeing color. Because she wasn't wearing any color when she was arrested. She only had the clothes on her back in this room. Color. Like, she just missed color. She missed seeing any other human being to the point where, or life, I should say, the loneliness that she had was so desperate. And this is the part that got me today that an, an ant appeared in a little crack in the floor. She thought it was the most joyous thing she had seen a companion. So, this is what I'm talking about this kind of despair, this kind of loneliness, um, this kind of just suffering. And so not only in solitary confinement, not knowing what happened to her family, her precious father, but the other point that is really important, she had such a deep love of the scriptures that she, that it tells you in the book, it goes from her early life, you know, before all this, her father ingrained in his family the scriptures that when she was in jail, that is what sustained her. She had God's truth. And so what struck me today was this huge contrast 
of she was starving okay she got I think it was like a roll through a little doorway not a doorway through you know like a little um a little opening in the door she got a little roll maybe once or twice a day she was literally starving and literally stripped of everything no dignity no stuff I mean no showers no personal hygiene no people no nothing like completely alone and at night the light went out pitch black darkness and she had to rely on the truth of the scriptures to get her through so here she is starving yet so full starving of everything in the world including food yet so full because she has Jesus she has the truth of God's word And I just read that today and I thought, what a gluttonous culture we live in. Now, I'm not just talking about food, even though, I mean, we're having Christmas parties here left and right. We've been baking and making stuff and we are probably, you know, glorifying the enjoyment of food too much, right? But apart from that, I'm not even really talking about gluttonous on food, which we are and is simple. We... Our gluttonous on media, on stuff. I mean, you go to the stores right now at Christmas time. It's just, like I said to Steve the other day, we were in Target. I said, I was just amazed at the carts and carts full of junk that people were buying. And I was just amazed that so many people were just like, buy, 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 shop, shop, shop. And so we are a gluttonous society. and We're starving. We are starving for God's truth we are starving for God's word we are starving for spiritual truths we're so filled up on everything else and so this Christmas season that just struck me I want to be like Corey Ten Boom I want to have that fullness she didn't she I mean not that she didn't care what happened to her But her father, they gave him the chance to go free. And he said, if I go free, I'm still going to save people because lives are more important. Do we have that kind of mentality today? Because I don't, I think because our generation hasn't been through a world war. We haven't been through a war. We haven't been through this kind of thing. And, you know, thank the Lord we haven't. I'm not saying we, we should, but we don't have that mentality to really care for people in that way because they were so filled on truth and scripture and the Bible and on Jesus, this world did not mean, they didn't hold on to this world. They didn't, it didn't mean to them as much. They knew, they knew the truth. What a way to live. And so I, I just think about that at this Christmas time. I'd encourage you to go read the book, read about Corrie Tembo, read about her life, but read the book, reading her words. It's really something else. I'm so glad I'm reading it with my boys. Um, but today I had a hard time. I couldn't get out some of the words because I was holding back the tears. And uh, I just wanted to burst out crying when she, when she was so joyful over an ant. We call pest control if we, <laughs> if we see an ant. 
Oh dear, she was she had such joy because she said this was a beautiful creature because she longed for companionship. We're filled with companionship. We got more companionship than we know what to do with. We've got online relationships, real life relationships, this kind of group, that kind of group. We have so much companionship and what do we do? We end up getting in these drama filled situations or you know just silly little stressors and when it's all stripped away like Corey Ten Boom she saw what was really important so this Christmas season I want to encourage that with you all I'm not trying to be a downer over here I want to point you to Jesus and say Wherever you're at right now listening to this, you might be wrapping presents like I was. You might be in the car rushing out to go Christmas shopping. You might be thinking you'll never get through your to-do list. Look at that to-do list and say, and if I don't, (laughs) and if I don't get through it, guess what? Jesus was born. That's what Christmas is about. That's what we're celebrating not who can make the most cookies for the cookie exchange, who can get the better, you know, gift and all that stuff. Sure, it's great to have fun. And we should be in a celebratory, joyous mood. But a lot of times we aren't because we're so stressed out over the holidays. I think that Jesus would be offended that we walk around being stressed out over the most joyous occasion. God step down into heaven. I mean, out of heaven, into earth for us. We should not be stressed out. (laughs) We should be shouting and praising and celebrating. So I just want to give you that perspective right now. I want to give you that perspective wherever you're at. If you're in the midst of the hustle and bustle, ask yourself, is this the way that Jesus would want me to celebrate? Is this honoring God? Is this pointing others to God? You know, if we're walking around all stressed out about our Savior's birth, how are we going to tell others of his great love? How are we going to show others that we have joy in Jesus when we're walking about around stressed about it? It's not about the presence. It's not about the stuff. And yes, I believe family traditions are fun and it's good to keep up those things. And I believe they're important and all of that. But at the core, if we don't have joy in Jesus, what does it matter? We're just doing it to do it. And God doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to truly be celebrating and truly be focused on what he did. Sent his son to this earth. So, who's with me this Christmas? Let's just take a step back. Take a deep breath and say, it's all about Jesus. All about Jesus. And so, life is short. You never know from one day to the next what it's going to bring. Let's get rid of all those things that are distracting us from what's truly important. Seeking God, living in His will, and sharing His love with others. I have really good news for you guys as well. By the time you hear this episode, Lord willing, the Simply Living for Him devotional will be available. And uh, it's been a huge labor of love, but I am beyond excited. I have my proof copy. I'm just waiting for the final copy to make it available. And um, that should be happening tomorrow, which is going to be the day this podcast is um, aired. So by the time you're listening to it, it should be up there on Amazon. 
Um, the Simple Living for Him devotional is f- over 400 pages. It's a huge book. It is not your typical devotional. It's 100 devotionals, but there are uh, devotions, but there are four pages for each devotion because it is a unique format. I wanted to point others to Jesus with this book, first of all. And I wanted you, I want women to be in the Word. There is nothing more important than you spending time with God first before you listen to what someone else has to say. So it's not your typical devotional where there's like a little scripture and then what I have to say and then a prayer. There is the scripture first and then there are pages for you to take notes and to write out your prayers and then you turn the page and you read what I have to say. So the idea is that you will spend time with God first learning from his word, what he has to say. And then for a little further encouragement and insight, you can turn the page and read what I have to say. And if you enjoy my encouragement, my little funny stories, or, you know, the way that I say things, then this is a devotional you're going to enjoy because it's a hundred of those little encouragements that um, that I give on different topics and, and verses and things like that. So, it is been a, has been a labor of love, but something that I really, really believe in putting out there. And I don't really follow all the rules of like how you're supposed to do a book launch and all that. This is really a devotional that I want to get in, every, in hands of every woman out, woman out there um, encourage them to get in the word. However, I trust God will put it in the hands of all the women who need it. So I'm not having like a big, huge launch. I know that goes against all the rules. I keep saying like, oh, I'll tell you when it's going to be up there. I don't even have a date until the date is ready. That's just how I do things. I'm letting God, you know, lead this whole thing. And I trust that whoever um, he wants to have the book will get the book. And so it will be available after Christmas. I'll probably be doing a little bit more um, chatter about it online. And, and I would love for you guys, if you get the book, to please share the word, you know, to review it, to um, share it on your social media and, and help get other women in the word and to get... Um, to get rid of distractions. It's really what this book is all about. It's really every devotional is about uh, less clutter and more joy, you know, whether it's physical clutter or mental clutter or, you know, anything, anything that distracts you from seeking God first, anything that distracts you from Jesus. So every devotion will lead you back to him. So I am really, really excited about it. You can see a little video about it. I have it on Instagram and on my Facebook page or on my website if you haven't already. Um, And I will be doing some live videos, like I said, once I start, probably after Christmas, once I start chattering up about the book some more, um, I will be showing you guys exactly what's inside the book more if you are interested in seeing it. But like I said, right now, there are samples. There will be samples up on Amazon where you, if you're on desktop, you can look inside the book. I don't believe that works on mobile, but if you want to look inside the book to see what it looks like, you can go on the desktop of your uh you know, on your computer. So I hope that you will all be encouraged with that. And with that, I want to just wish you all a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you all blessings and joy and to slow down to savor the Savior this Christmas time. To, um, if you have to, I keep thinking to myself, think about that little ant. <laughs> think about that little ant and Corey Ten Boom and the joy such a little thing brought her. That really puts it into perspective for me. And, um, you know, just really contemplate what, what truly God did 
on Christmas Day. And that's what it's all about. Don't let Satan win. Don't let him uh, win with distracting you with the hustle and the bustle. Focus on Jesus. That's what Christmas is all about. So I love you all dearly. I wish you a Merry Christmas. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.